0: This is KPFK, 90.7 FM. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah.
1: Good morning, good morning. I am Angela Birdsong, your Conversation piece host, coming live from KPFK Studios with something new or unusual to talk about for stimulating conversation for you on the bus, train, plane, driving, cleaning, cooking, cleaning, (laughs) chilling, building, whatever, wherever you may be at this moment in time while we are live on air. Today on Conversation Peace, meet Nikki V. Smith, author and advocate for rape and sexual assault survivors. Nikki will tell a story of serious trauma and amazing deliverance with lived experience, turning pain into purpose. Smith is no longer being imprisoned by the memory of sexual abuse, rape, and rape are domestic violence. She promised God that if he got her through this awful time in her childhood with her sanity intact, she would give it back in the form of helping others. Welcome to Conversation Peace.
2: Oh, I've been down about a time or two, but you picked me right. I reached out for you a lot, you brought me strength to my weakest parts, you showed me the way, yes, oh Lord, I'm so glad I trust you.
1: Smith, welcome to Conversation Peace. And do we have Risa? Risa, are you there? Okay, well we don't have we don't have our, our guests on on the air right now, but let me tell you about Risa and and Nikki. So oh we do have Risa. Okay, so we have Risa. Risa, can you hear me?
3: Yes, I can hear you, Angela.
1: Okay. How are you feeling this morning?
3: Uh, I'm better than yesterday.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for asking. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, as as the sound engineer is getting Nikki on, let okay. let's let's just talk about how you and I know each other and how you introduced me to Nikki Smith, right? so right yes yes so so for the so conversation piece family risa is a family friend she and my mother they go to the same church shout out to first church first united methodist church of inglewood pastor vic um uh, shout Hi, out honey. to to them they are doing wonderful things okay. over there just real quick they are they are building rooms for unhoused people at at the church. We all know how huge United Methodist churches are. They their properties and what have you. And they they are taking the time to use some of that unused part of the church to provide housing for for people. I think that's that's beautiful. But yeah. yes, yes, yes. So just had to give a, have a give a big shout out to what you guys are doing over there. So Risa she, she is like the producer extraordinaire. She is Nikki's <laughs> producer. <laughs> and I was trying to get her to be my producer, but you know, she, she, she is busy. She is busy. So, so she has brought me. This is the second show she has brought me. The first show she brought me was a musical show um, with uh-huh. 510 from, from the Bay Area. And they, they played at Catalina Jazz and that, um, um, the, the um, Catalina Jazz Club right here in Hollywood. They, they come here annually. And then she told me about her cousin Nikki and said, you have to meet my cousin Nikki. You have to read her books. So they sent me her books. I read them, of course. They are now a part of Conversation Piece personal library. Her books, her story, incredible. Risa, how did how did you end up working with Nikki, your 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 cousin? I think I think we got we got Nikki on now. Nikki, 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 you there?
3: I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Girl,
1: okay. Okay. We we, we climbing, we climbing, we climbing the mountain. We're like, we going to make this show happen, right? No matter what. (laughs) No matter what. No matter what. For real. Yes. Yes. Uh, Right. So, so, uh, Risa. Yes. So, you, you were like, you, you got to interview Nikki. You got to interview my cousin, Nikki. Why did you bring Nikki? To conversation um, Nick, piece,
3: Nikki has such a compelling story. To me, um, self healing. She wrote um, self healing for sexual abuse survivors. <laughs> Nikki was um, raped by her own father from the age of twelve to I think seventeen, and it's just her her story is just so compelling, and and she she has risen above. This this horribleness in her life, and she she reaches out to help people, to, you know, help other right. people going through the struggle, and and so she's amazing,
1: right? Which you know, which is why you know you you're like she has to be on the show. So Nikki, welcome to Conversation Piece. Risa, welcome to Conversation Piece. Nikki, tell us tell us your story. What. Because 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 we're gonna do we're gonna do what your book says. We're not gonna go and stay in that rabbit hole in that dark rabbit hole. We're gonna we're gonna just touch upon it a little bit about what happened to you. What was your childhood like and you know, your brothers and your sisters, we do not have to name, name them. And like I told you in the pre-interview, if I ask you a question that you're not comfortable with answering, just tell me, I'm not answering that. Okay. So, so we can just move, move on from that because this is a very serious topic, a very heavy um, topic, but tell us your story and then we're going to get to the healing. Right.
3: Yes, absolutely. First, I want to say, um, Thank you for inviting me on the show. Thank you, Lisa. I love you dearly. And Thanks, I want girl. to um, tell you guys thank you again for inviting us on the show and helping us spread the word.
1: You are very okay. welcome. Yes.
3: My story, uh, when I turned 12 years old, before that, I used to wonder what was wrong with my older sister, I was very concerned. she was very nervous. she. Was, uh, she is a wonderful, spirited person. She's a happy-go-lucky type person, and I used to wonder what was wrong with her when she' see Daddy's car coming home. Her whole spirit would change. She would even pee on herself while she see his car come in the driveway. So I asked her, and I would wonder what was wrong with her, because I thought I needed to help her and save her. I have that attitude of saving people. I found out when I turned 12. When I turned 12 years old, my father started raping me. And it was a repeated rape for five years. Not only did he rape me, he beat me. He beat me almost every day because I fought back and I protected my sisters and I became the uh, person of voice in that house. In other words, I was the big mouth that was telling the story. The truth about what was going on in our home, but nobody would listen. And I was told to be quiet, and he beat me, and I run and help. And still, you know, uh, God gave me the fortitude to help raise my eight sisters and brothers because that was what I was designed to do. See, that was designed to take me into weakness and to hurt me and to bury it but I chose not to. I chose to tell the world and help others. And to this date, according to my oldest son's um, testimony, the last person in our home that that I coached from my home was number 75. So I'm very grateful for that. Yes, Angela, he raped me for five years. At one time, he imprisoned me into the house. I couldn't leave, I couldn't go nowhere because he was afraid of me telling it. And there was another time when I had been beat so badly that I I, I had been hiding under the house, or uh, under the basement on a dirt floor for days. I had I developed pneumonia. I was there sleeping because I was tired and afraid of being beat and raped. And he beat me so much because he claimed I looked just like my mother. And he was very angry because she left. So
1: how did your mom go from there? What was what, what was the uh, how, how did how did your father treat your mother? and oh, And what was the circumstances of her leaving and leaving eight okay, children uh, behind with a monster?
3: Well, with a monster now that's a that's a real tricky question because I see a lot of women that do that. I still don't understand that to this day. Let me be honest about that, but I found that my mother um, had mental issues uh, such as schizophrenic, and uh she was very nervous but she had, she was very a Afraid of him. He would beat her. He 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 tried to burn her in our living room. He tore up furniture. And he took a, an accelerant that you use in a barbecue and put it all over the furniture. And set a literally burned fire right in our living room. And tried to push her in it tried to throw her in that fire. And, she, and I was the only one trying to save her. That's a sad story. And I'm not mad at my sisters and brothers, so don't you think that I'm mad at them. I, 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 was, I uh, don't like the fact that they're not standing for themselves uh, with truth, but their truth is still buried under the carpet, and that's their rights. It's not mine. My father was a monster to her. He beat her every day, and he tried to burn her up in the living room. Now I jumped on his back. He slammed me up against the wall so hard, and she finally was able to scream enough to draw him his attention back to look at what you're doing. And he's and that was that was just one of of the many events he did to her. Uh, I don't understand why and how a woman who has a baby comes to her body can leave their children with monsters, especially when they've experienced the monster and when they know that the monster has attacked and will attack their children again. Uh, unfortunately I, I had this, this thought in my mind that I was going to, uh, find her when she left and went to um, she, she went to DeWater, California and I was going to find her and take care of her one day. I still had that spirit of wanting to take care of her. It took me years on top of years because I was very angry and I hated her for it. And But I sent my oldest son to uh, once I found her because he did live in California, I sent him to where she was located and I asked him to check on her weekly for me, and I was gonna start getting her hair and nails done. She told my son in one of their conversations that he asked her, how did you let her leave my mom there? She said, I knew he was doing that to her, but I was too afraid to come back. And I called the police and they told me that she would have to, I would excuse me, I would have to come back to Arkansas, and I would have to go to court. And so I just, I just couldn't do it. And so he said, Are you, so you just left her? And she said to him, it was better her than me. I couldn't take it. Mm. And, that's, and that's an unquote. And from that time on, my son called me, and he cried. I, and he was a grown man. He cried so hard. I felt so sorry for him. And he said, I'm never going back to see that woman. I'm never going back. I'm not going to help her. You're not going to help her. We're not going to help her. Because, Mama, I've never heard of anything like that. Whew.
1: My God. Yeah. My God. And 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 here you stand. Here you stand. Helping others. And... You know... Yeah, that's you know. So let, let's let let's just let that story just your 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 story just sink in for 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 a moment. You you know, how old were you when your mother left?
3: I was one week from uh, when my mother left. I had to dream one week. I, I had I started having a dream. It was like a puzzle i'm gonna get to your answer i'm just thinking out loud okay um when my when my mother left it was one week before i turned eight years old one week before i turned eight years old but previously i had been having that dream i had that dream for one month straight in living color and it started when i was five years old the
1: dream the dream of of what
3: that she would leave and that I would have to take care of all these kids. And it came to me. And I know that sounds weird because if it had not, it happened to me. I probably wouldn't believe anybody, but it came to me like a puzzle, Angela. And every night for one month straight, that puzzle would put in new new pieces, new pieces, new pieces, new pieces. I started peeing in the bed. I started screaming and crying, having nightmares. I'd hug my mom thinking, hey, I don't want you to go. And I was telling her about the dream. And she said, no, oh, honey, I'm never going to leave you. That's just a dream. And I said, no, you're going to leave. You're going to leave us. Mm. And, she, and and she said, no, I'll never leave you. And when I did go to the wardy, I want to add this. When I did go and, and seek her out. I, I, uh, I said, do you remember that dream I told you about and I had so long? She said, yeah, I remember it. So, you know, it was God, in my view, mm-hmm. it was God's way of pre- preparing me for what was about to take place.
1: Right, right. So at this very moment on air right now, have you forgiven your mother? I'm just curious. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking that question, saying that you should forgive her. I'm asking the question just to see where you are in 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 the in the line of forgiveness, right?
3: Okay. Okay. This is a fair question. Um, yes, and it's not for her. It's for me. It was for me to move forward. She's she's now deceased, but it was for me to move forward so that I can do what I'm doing now. And I realized that that is my truth. Um, my, um, I wouldn't want her in my corner if, if I uh, really needed her and she was still alive. No, Oh no, but I wouldn't trust her to help me. However, yes. And again, I didn't forgive her for her. I forgave her. I forgave her for me so that I could move forward.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, we, you know, when when you you know, the the act of forgiveness or the joy of forgiveness, it it's it, it's for us. It is for the person who is holding whatever it is um for, you know, against a person, against a situation, whatever. It's like in order for me to go, or in order for me to be able to breathe, in order for my 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 my, my soul to be able to 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 fly with wings. I need to let go go. of some stuff. I need to let go of some baggage, let go of some heavy stuff, um, and and start to unpack some things. And that's part of the healing. That includes forgiveness, right? Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, Well, that depends on the person now. Okay, Uh, okay. uh, To me, sometimes sometimes forgiveness is overrated. Now, all you religious people, I'm not— Come on and tell it. Come on and tell it, Nikki. Come on and tell it. Let's just be straight. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I certainly believe in God. But what you believe in is your business. I'm not knocking it. You can believe in Hare Krishna. You can believe in Allah. You can believe in Buddha. I don't care. I'm not judging. But overrated is in forgiveness to me. See, it was a hard pill to forgive a woman that sit there and say, I know she was being done like this, but it's better her than me. And to tell my kid that? No, I didn't do this for her. This is about me. Right. This is about me and the people that I serve because they need help and they need love. And I never expected this, Angela, to take me this far into helping others. But I'm so grateful. So if that's forgiveness, that's my interpretation of, it, of forgiveness. Do I? If she was alive, would I hang with her? Absolutely not. I wouldn't hang with her. I, I I don't know about that because she's not alive. So maybe I'm over speaking. Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, but when she was alive still and and you and you located, you you, you found her, were you hanging with her then?
3: No, no, no. OK, I right, gave, right. Gave her, I gave her the pleasure. And I'm going to say it this way. It sounds crazy. I don't care. But uh, she, I gave her the pleasure of knowing me. The real me for at least five years before she died. Okay. Now, I I and how I did that was by accepting her calls, and having some conversations with her. You know, and I would e- I've even had the opportunity. I I made I created the opportunity three times to visit her, and so by the grace of God. I feel like I did her a justice. I did her a solid. So that's where I am with that. Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> and you know, your 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 story is your your story is so so full, so many different twists and turns, you know, real life twists and turns and ups and downs and and, and undergrounds, right? Let's go back to that 8-year-old, that 9-year-old child who is left to take care of her brothers and sisters. You was pressing hair at 9 years old to earn money for your brothers and sisters to eat. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: I was bootlegged hair. <laughs> All right, 50 <laughs> cents, 50 cents. Far, far, look, it's in the book, you guys. Self-healing for sexual abuse survivors. Tired of just surviving? Time to thrive. Nikki V. Smith. That's our guest on conversation piece right now. Pressing hair at nine years old in the projects for 50 cents so that you can get, so you can go to, so you can go to the store. I don't even know. Tell, tell us the story. And and why and why did you have to go do that to, feed, to 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 feed? Because we already know there's a monster in the house. But what else did Monster Daddy do?
3: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you, girl. I can give you a hug right now. Look here. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty smart in school, so I once I realized that I could make AIDS when I studied, I stopped studying because I just took on a beat. B was fine for me, and I made a deal with my sister and my brothers. I called a meeting. I said, now, I'm not the oldest. I have two older than myself, a brother and a sister. However, uh, I made a deal with my oldest sister that uh, if you do the cooking, because the girl could cook, and uh, we didn't know what was good or bad. We know we've been fed, and uh, I told her I was going to come and create some money. So I started walking. And I started noticing all these barbershops and beauty shops. And so I walked in and started looking at the pricing on the beauty shop. There was one particular one there. I'm not going to call any names, but it had a, a barbershop and beauty shop connection. Like uh, one room was the barbershop. The other room was the beauty shop. So I went in and they had all these prices and marked on a, a, a board and what they were charging what they charge for this and that and this and that. So I started thinking, hey, you know what? I could start pressing people hair and washing it at their own house. And therefore, I could charge cheaper than they're doing, and they'll come to me, or I won't come to them, because they couldn't come to my house, you know. So I I got me some uh, they used to call it royal crown. <laughs> you might be too young for that, but it no, was I remember royal, royal crown, crown. <laughs> in that in
1: that in that red and green jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, and actually, I think it was it was like a paper jar, if I'm not it mistaken. Was a
3: paper cup. It was a paper little deal. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It certainly was. Yes. <laughs> and I do. <don't, laughs> I went in and got that. I got me that from the dollar store or, or the whatever they called it at that time. I got that. And I went. I made, before that, I'm getting ahead, before that, I went and started draw, writing on a piece of notebook paper in black crayon that I would fix your hair for 50 cents and come to you, wash, press your hair and curl it for 50 cents at your house. At this certain time, and I saw it first, I started going to the project and passing it out, passing it out, passing it out, passing it out, passing it out. and it was hell, because I'm looking to them, I look white with nappy hair, so <laughs> they didn't know what to do, and this little bitty girl coming in here, talking about she going to press somebody, else. well, somebody finally gave me a chance, okay. and I went, and I got there, and I had this little stool, I'd I, uh, use this little it was a milk crate, you know, like a milk crate you turn over and stand on. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) That's what I would do. (laughs) And I get on there and I bought me I I, no, I didn't buy. I actually took I took (laughs) the the pressing home pressing comb from our home. Uh I, I took that. Uh you know, hey, I'll buy it back. <laughs> but anyways, I took the present cold. I took our grease first before we got um uh, because I didn't have nobody to buy all that stuff first. So, you know, so I took it in a bag, I go down there, walk to the project. Somebody finally gave me a break and I pressed that woman's hair. She didn't want no curls, it was her she wanted to press. But the ne- but she had laughed so hard. Um uh, uh, about how greasy it was. It was like, oh Lord, this hair so greasy. It's so much grease in this hair, we could fly kicking on it. So and, and I didn't. Oh, so, <laughs> A
1: grease press. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so how long? So, how long were you pressing hair? So, you, you press you pressed the, fir- you had your first client. It was, you know, it wasn't, wasn't the best job, but it was 50 cents. And also, let, let me let the audience know. We're in Little Rock, Arkansas, while this is happening. This is this is Little Rock, Arkansas, correct?
3: That's correct.
1: Okay, okay.
3: And, and the, I want to tell you the monster's name. The monster's name, my father's name, is Thomas Wendell Smith. I want to call my demon out because that gives me freedom. Now, we can move forward.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So you got, you had your first first client and then how many clients did you start getting? And then what did you even know to buy at the dime store so that your sister can cook? And then we also know from reading the book, from reading her book, self healing for sexual abuse survivors, tired of surviving, time to thrive, Nikki V. Smith, from reading her book, that your brother started catching frog legs for your sister to prepare to eat, too. He was like, he said, oh, yeah. I, he said I want to participate in feeding the family. And you guys had to sneak and do this because you guys couldn't, you, you, your father didn't want you to feed yourselves.
3: That's right. That's absolutely right. And how that took place. Now, let me answer that other question. I don't remember how many customers I had. But what I can say is that same woman let me, taught me how to press hair better. Okay. She knew that I needed an opportunity because she was looking at a little dirty little girl with, that, with a pressing comb that she knew needed help. And to God bless that lady. And she taught me how to press correctly and how, what amount of oil to use. So her, my next client was her daughter. And it started, I started walking to the projects almost every day during the week after school, and I was flooded. I began to grow and grow, and I became very popular as that little half-white girl coming to the projects, going to press our hair and washing in the sink. So I got me some money, honey, I bought Kool-Aid and all kind of stuff. And yes, hmm. my oldest brother, uh, we'd have bologna, we have that uh, red Kool-Aid and uh, all kind of stuff. But my brother was very sensitive to that. He felt left out. Cause my older sister had a, 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 a position to do. She was designated to do the cooking. I make the money. So he wanted to help. He went to the Arkansas river with a homemade fishing pole. And he started, he, he started trying off with fish. Some days he couldn't get fish, but the the banks was loaded. The river bank was loaded with frogs. And one day, he come home with a bag full of jumping frogs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in that, all in that bag, honey. We had delicacies before they even became popular. <laughs> <laughs> Frog legs. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah. Wow. wow! Anyway,
1: yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you're you know. So I think we painted the picture. We paint. We painted the picture of what your your childhood looked like, and so this this same picture carried into the teenage years, right? Correct. Okay, so it turned. So we went into so the teen, t- teenage years. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a, a a brief break, and we're going to come back and talk about how you started helping other people. But before we get into you start helping other people, we're going to tie a bow on those teenage years and and how okay. how did you guys get out of that situation and how did you get into the healing? Okay.
3: Okay, sounds good. Thank
1: okay. you. All right. I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, and you're listening to Conversation Piece. Stay tuned for more with Nikki Smith, CEO of Self-Healing for Sexual Abuse Survivors Incorporated. We'll be right back after this break.
4: What is domestic violence? Hitting, slapping, punching, kicking, pushing, biting, using weapons. Forced sexual activity, putting down, name-calling, yelling, playing mind games, controlling of all your finances, threatening to harm their children, family members, or pets, or call authorities, stalking. If you have experienced any of the above forms of abuse caused in an intimate partner relationship, you may be a victim of domestic violence. Services are available to help you end the abuse in your life and the lives of your family. If you need help right away or are experiencing domestic violence, call one of the following hotlines. Los Angeles County Domestic Violence Hotline 1-800-978-3600 National Domestic Violence Hotline 1-800-799-7233. 1-800-799-7233. They are both operational 365 days a year, 24 hours a day.
3: This is the Kingpin
0: Shaheen from legendary Infinity 4 fcs giving a shout out to KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, y'all out. But they'll never take us from Jesus He'll never let them defeat us They know that they'll never beat us God works away on my evil Turn me into a believer, you better believe it Put some more time on my meter I cannot wait till we meet them They cannot kill us, stop us or condemn us They want us living like we ain't the winners They keep on trying to tell us They don't never help us Cause we all a bunch of dirty sinners It go up on my side All this way on my mind Don't you try, bring up my past Cause God erased my timeline I'll be fine. <laughs> Ready for what I put it all up on the line too scared to fight, then go let David kill Goliath Walk through the valley, but the Lord is by my side He heard my cry Oh me now, hold me now, hold me now, hold me now.
1: Listening to Conversation Peace.
0: And if Thou, O oh Lord, O oh Lord, withdraw Thy hands from from me, oh, oh, oh where the sand?
1: Self-Healing for Sexual Abuse Survivors Incorporated, a five hundred one three five hundred one c 3 helps sexual abuse survivors learn to thrive by offering one-on-one coaching and group coaching. Nikki Smith is available for public speaking, seminars, etc. Contact information, email smith at yahoo.com. Her phone number is 323-351-9770. Nikki is the author of Sergeant Benjamin Premiers and Family and also Self-Healing for Sexual Abuse Survivors, both sold on Amazon.com. Again, the contact info is email booksbynvsmith.com at yahoo.com or call 323-351-9770 Monday through Fridays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Welcome back to Conversation Peace. I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, with Nikki Smith, who says that she is willing to bet that all countries in the world have sexual abuse survivors in them. She tells her readers in her books that it's a horrible problem and it's time to face it and stop it. Nikki, how do yeah. we stop it? How do we stop it? You, you, th- this is your, your childhood. You go into your teenage years. How did it stop for you?
3: It stopped for me. Um, when I decided to help others, well, that was the beginning of my healing. Angela. my healing I'm on, I have you on speaker. Is that okay? Or would you rather I go back to the regular way?
1: Um, let's, yeah, let let us let's, let's go back to the the regular way. Let, let let's get off off the the speakerphone, please. But thank you for asking. And yeah, so how how did, how did yeah how did it stop? How did it stop for your household? How did you guys? How did you get freed
3: from okay. Monster Smith? How I got free, I started. Now I have to be honest. Unfortunately, my other siblings are still with their heads and under their carpet. Until the book came out in uh, 2021, they are now facing parts of the truth, some of them. Some of them are not, so they are not free. But I gave them the courtesy of saying, hey, this book is coming out, it is my truth, and this is, I'm starting an advocacy. So if you have not talked to your children, you need to do this because this ripple in this pond is going to spread. And I know that my oldest sister had begged me for years to not talk about it because she hadn't talked to her children. Well, since then, it's my understanding that she has. And I'm thankful that she took my advice because I got tired of holding off on the book. But for me, Angela, when I turned 25, I started helping people. Children first. I'd see children on the streets that were in gangs or that were showing signs of abuse, and I started servicing them and taking care of them on my own. And, and, and next, from the children, I started working with women Uh, women of abuse, women who were either going into the prison system or coming out of the prison system. Um, And from that point on, I started helping some families. Um, And that's how I started my healing process. But to be truthful, real, real talk, I did not totally heal until after I put this book out and and I started the Nicky V. Smith show and called my father's name out loud. And that means that was two years ago. Now, I have been operating on a healing mode and that mode came from helping others. And the more I help others the more I heal. But I realized my real 100% freedom came when I called out my father's name, Thomas Wendell Smith from Little Rock, Arkansas. had <laughs> I started to experience full freedom. Now, I hope that answers your question because that's that's all
1: I got on that. It answers my question and more. Now you said that you started to recognize signs of abuse. What are the signs of abuse? How how do we recognize that? How you know you guys are you know you you going to school and what have you? People try to help you 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 know you're sent back home. Um, nobody believes you. How how do how do okay, so yeah, what are the signs of abuse?
3: Well, uh some of the signs of abuse is you can look at well let's let's start with a uh, basic basic um child. Let's start with a basic child. On an average, those children are very angry. They're very angry. Or very scary. It can go from one spectrum to the other. They're always in fights. They're always ready to fight. and Or they can be so timid. That the, the slightest thing can set them off. They can smell like urine. They can stink. They can be very, very hungry. They can um start to stealing just to 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 survive survive they, yeah to survive um to eat people need to eat kids will go in, in stores and just start stealing things you know what i'm going to cut for a minute okay. please mm-hmm. just one second okay you know how, how what would be a fantastic way uh this is an interesting question Uh, because I hadn't been asked that before. So thank you for the original questions. But here's a great way to help find out a lot more than I can give in the time allotted here is that we have a second annual event that's going to be October the 7th. It's going to be aired October the 7th and it's parents coming together to talk to other parents about how we can bring awareness to our children without instilling fear into them, Angela. What we're doing is we're having, and there's no wrong or no right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We're trying to figure out how to get ahead of this thing. Because it's a generation after generation after generation. And people act like, it's nothing. And, and they're getting them younger and younger and younger. But we got a lot of adults that have already been raped and already been sex trafficked. And if you would like to talk about that further, we can. But I just want you to know that's how some of these answers could come about. Now, I'm going to try to get back to yours. How do you spot abuse? Uh, I'm looking at my own self and, and a lot of the kids that I started to help. I'd see them out there hustling. What I mean by hustling, they'd be selling anything, stealing stuff and eating candy a whole lot or nothing to eat and dirt. And some of them, one of my uh, kids, I noticed I, um, when I started to work in an organization, I, I could smell his pee. He was peedy. He wore the same clothes every day. He had, his hair was all matted up. Those are signs of abuse. But he was always angry. He stabbed the teacher in the eye with a pencil. He was always ready to fight. He was afraid of anybody showing him any kind of love. And, and, and any kind, and if you rush in on him, you'd get scared. And he'd hurt you. He'd hurt you. He'd stab you with whatever was in his hands or hit you with books or whatever. If you open your arms to him and let him know, I'm not going to hurt you, baby. And you're welcome to walk in and I'm going to hug you. Is that okay with you? And when they come in, then you embrace them in a way of love. So that is what I, I noticed about abuse with children. A lot of children, are just, uh, some of them were selling drugs at really early ages and joining gangs and things because that made them feel like they were making more money than their parents their parents might have been junked out and they're trying to survive i recognize that because otherwise i wouldn't have been in the project at nine years old pressing hair right right Ooh,
1: okay, so you know, because we're, we're 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 running out of time, so I have to be mi- mindful of, of of the time um, here. Um, has the cycle of violence and abuse been broken in your family?
3: Only because he's gotten old. That's all, and uh, only only because he is old man at ninety three years old. That's it. It's broken in me. And I'm able to share it.
1: Any your brothers and sisters and, you know, and I know we're not saying any names or anything like that. But and once again, if it's something I ask that you're not comfortable with answering, please just just tell me that. So with your brothers and sisters, has has the, that cycle of violence and abuse gone into the next generation from them?
3: To my understanding, yes, one, one. And uh, that's all I can say about that. Okay, okay. One has hurt another.
1: Now, back to this event that you're having on October 7th, which, by the way, you have invited me to be on the panel of, of that event. So thank you for that.
3: Thank it's, you, Angela.
1: It's October you are 7th. A <laughs> oh, you, you, to, to God, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. Amen. You, you are the blessing and, and what you're doing with surviving, helping these children. And helping adults who have these type of childhoods or even adults who may may had okay childhoods, but something happened to them in their adulthood for, you know, it's, you know, nobody wants anything like this to happen to anyone. Not at all. Not at all. And yet it's happening. We will want someone like you. To save the children, to repair the hearts and souls of adults who have gone through through these, these type of um, atrocities. Tell us about the event on October 7th. What time is it? How do we find it? Because we have three minutes left.
3: <laughs> okay. okay. Um, it's going to, we are going to meet on, well, we're going to be Zooming and filming on October the 7th. And uh, it's a lot of parents and some are survivors and some are not. Uh, but they are parents of children, and they are coming together so that we all can talk about some some solutions. There's no wrong and no right. Angela, October the seventh at two o'clock, we'll be airing, and uh, it will be filmed on the Nick. It'll be shown on the Nicky B. Smith Show on Monday. At two
1: o'clock. Okay, Monday, October 9th. it will air then. Okay, so that right. so that's how everybody will be able to find it is to go to your Facebook page and find Nikki V. Smith. Find her 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 page. If you can't find her page, fi- find my page, and then you will find her also on there. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that so the actual taping is October seventh. The airing of it will be Monday, October 9th at two p.m. on the Nikki. V. Smith show. Yes,
3: and my page is Nikki Smith on Facebook.
1: Nikki Smith. Okay, Nikki Smith on on Facebook on Facebook. Uh Okay. Now you're. Now we didn't even talk about the other book, the Sergeant um, Benjamin Premiers, and we can't because we're because we're out of we out of time. So you know what that means, right? I hope it means I'm coming back. That, that's exactly what it means. I don't know when you're coming back, but we got to figure out when you come back. And I think when you come back, we will take some calls so that, you know, we can hear if, if anybody else is going through anything like this and, and need to, and, and just need a place to, to say a name out loud that, that, that needs a place to share their story out loud. Closing words,
3: you got 20 seconds. Thank you. Thank you to God first that I can help somebody else. And thank you to Angela Birdstone for inviting me here. And thank you to my cousin, Risa for putting it all together. And for that, I say amen. And I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Peace.
1: Yes. Thank thank you. Thank you so much. If you are a youth you know needs help to get away from an abusive situation that involves human trafficking, for immediate assistance from trained staff, look for the safe youth zones outside any of L.A. County DPSS offices, the Department of Public Social Services. Just step inside for a safe place for help. For mental health resources, crisis support, helplines, and warm lines, go to NAMIUrbanLA.org under resources. Thank you to my conversation piece, um, guests Nikki Smith, Risa R- Wheat, who, and Nikki, who is living with strength, purpose, turning pain into purpose. Self-healing for sexual abuse survivors, Inc. 501c3, helps sexual abuse survivors, Learn to thrive by offering one-on-one coaching and group coaching. Nikki Smith is available for public speaking. Call her at 323 351 9-7-7-0. Thank you to our audio engineer, Wendell Handy, Michael Washington of NYSO for the opening and closing theme song, and always you, our listening audience. Reach me on social media at mtasproductions.com and follow KPFK on X, formerly Twitter, as you listen to us worldwide anytime on kpfk.org. I'm Angela Birdsong. Once again, thank you for allowing me to share this special experience of conversation piece with you. Remember to be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be brave, be courageous, and let all that you do be done with love.
0: This is KPFK.
3: Our statement of quality goes unchallenged.